0: Welcome back to another episode of the Weekly Driver Podcast. My name is James Raya. I am an automotive writer for Bay Area News Group, and I edit and publish the website, theweeklydriver.com. My colleague and friend is Bruce Aldridge, and we have our consulting dog, um, Indy. Indy, the wonder dog, is sitting to our left. More importantly, we have uh, our guest today is Ben Zong, and he is with the California Fuel Cell Partnership in West Sacramento, and uh, I got to know uh, Ben's colleague a while back. We interviewed her uh, early on in our podcast about she was the first person to lease a Honda Clarity, and subsequent to that, I had the opportunity to drive one uh, on the Tour California bike race a few years ago, and I thoroughly enjoyed my experience. It was very new to me, the hydrogen world, and today, Ben, uh, who works with the Fuel Shell Partnership, is going to tell us about uh, the wonderful world of hydrogen vehicles, what is going on, the future, um, what's happening now with the three companies who offer them in California. So, Ben, welcome to our podcast. Thank you. Thank you, James, and thank
1: you, Bruce. Uh, glad to be here and excited to be uh, on your podcast. And, and uh, hello to to the listeners. Again, this is Ben Zong with the uh, California Special Partnership. I uh, manage the online communications for the FISO partnership, which essentially is uh, managing our websites, our social media, uh, and primarily our, our station operational status system, or what we call SOS. Um It's a tool that we use to to communicate to FISO vehicle drivers, whether stations online or offline in real time. Um, I, I started working with the FISO partnership about 15 years ago, primarily on developing websites, publicly public websites, as well as our internal websites. and, and um, you know, My main passion was really in Interacting with people, and so I've shifted more towards um, social media. And again, with our, our uh, sauce tool to uh, interact with the customers. Um, and again,
0: excited to be here. Great. Ben, could you? I know it's pretty hard to be, uh, give us a quick overview, but as I understand it, uh, and I think Bruce probably knows more than I do, but in the hydrogen world in California, there are th- currently three cars the Honda Clarity, the Toyota Mirai, and the Hyundai
2: Nexo. Nexo,
0: And it, so is that accurate right now? And are those three vehicles uh, all available via lease only? And is it still
1: only California? Um, so correct. Those are the three um, automaker and vehicles available for those um, automakers. Uh, however, they, they are available for purchase as well. Oh, okay. And so, um, and so you can lease or, or purchase uh, any of those vehicles today.
0: Okay. And Bruce did a little research, and um, I remember hearing a, a different number than Bruce did, but um, when I took the Clarity uh, up and down the, pretty much the length of California, I remember seeing a number that there were 60 um, hydrogen stations, most, most of which were on the side of a, a regular fuel gas station. And could you fill us in on how many um, refueling locations there are uh, and I, I'm assuming that the majority of them are in Southern California. But what are we talking about now in terms of um, where you can get hydrogen?
1: Yeah, so right now there are uh, 45 hydrogen stations that are operating that are open retail in California. So I think at the time when, when you looked at it, we, we did have some stations that were non-retail, meaning they were designed for customers uh, for, um, and, and only. For three customers, whereas um, for today, you know, the 45 stations that we have open, those are accessible to, to any um, uh, drivers uh, of hydrogen vehicles. Um, and again, those are primarily focused in, in Northern and Southern California. We do have uh, the one station in, that's a uh, connector station in uh, Central Valley, that, uh, it's at the Harris Ranch area.
2: Gotcha. It's funny, Ben, I live right now where we're sitting in our podcast. We're not less than a half mile away from a hydrogen fueling station. And then another place, it's on Watt Avenue, Fair Oaks.
1: Great. Yeah, we have have three stations here in Sacramento area. Uh, We have uh, those two as well as one station in in West Sacramento as well. So definitely expanding here in the Sacramento area.
2: Yes, and then another place I go a lot is Truckee, California. It's about 100 miles from here. And darn if I don't live about two miles from another hydrogen station up there. So a hydrogen car would, at least in that route, would work for me. Yeah, definitely. You know, when, when um,
1: A few years back, I used a uh, Fiat 500 uh, battery electric vehicle, and it was a great car. I loved it. Um, it was a great car for driving back and forth from home to, to work. And, you know, with, with the limited range, um, yeah, it, again, it still was great for me. I loved it, but um, yeah, I, I coach, I coach a, a local um, high school wrestling team and we often go to Truckee uh, for wrestling tournaments um, or to other places. And, and I was able to transport those kids um, using a hydrogen rescent vehicle. And that's, that's the great thing about um, these cars is that you can, you can get that uh, long range and that quick fill up and uh, be able to do these uh, type of activities uh, with, with
2: peace of mind. Sure. I I just got done with about a 2,000-mile road trip through most uh, of Nevada and then down into San Diego and back up here into to Northern California. And I don't believe that an electric car could have made it. I don't think there's <laughs> any Tesla stations or anything out there in Nevada. And your car... A hydrogen car certainly couldn't. What do you say to people who would buy a car and they can't use it on a lot of activities?
1: Yeah, so right now, majority of the stations are uh, focused here in California. We are expanding east as well. Um, however, with, with the lease or purchase of a hydrogen fuel vehicle, you know, there, there are uh, a lot of perks that come with it. Um, the automakers are providing, for instance, a $15,000 uh, fuel card. Uh, so you essentially you get first fuel for three years. But on top of that, the um, majority of the automakers are also providing um, rental cars as part of your lease or purchase as well. So um, I don't recall the exact number of, of vehicle leases, but um, you know, in, the, in the chance that you do need to uh, go outside of California, you do have the opportunity to, to rent a car uh, through that program as well.
2: Okay. I see. I I did see that they did provide rentals and I didn't understand the reasoning that that's it. Okay.
0: Ben, I think uh, whether, I think my trip was three years ago. um, And at that time, you know, I had barely heard of hydrogen uh, cars. And three years later, I mean, I, I really enjoyed my experience with it. I enjoyed stopping at Harris Ranch. I met Along the way, I met a few other uh, guys uh, in different occupations who were filling up uh, with their cars. And a matter of fact, one guy lent me a glove because he said, your hand's going to be really cold if you don't wear a glove. And I said, well, it's just water. It's not not like diesel where it's going to stink. He said, no, no, because your hand's going to be really cold. Let me give you a glove. So I had this little camaraderie with that guy. And I had another guy who was a traveling salesman. And we had a chat at one of the refueling stations. And then I ran out of hydrogen and that became part of the um, the experience because Honda came and got me and they took me to a station. And so I guess what I'm getting to is that it was inconvenient on one level, but it was, if you're going to go somewhere, you have to do a little bit of homework. So what do you tell the public that really doesn't want anything to do with hydrogen or they might be curious? How, how are you getting the word out and wh- what do you tell the public that this
1: Hydrogen is something that you should consider. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, probably three years ago, uh, there were probably much less uh, stations out there. Today, and, and moving forward, you know, where the stations are are um, are getting bigger. So we're we're uh, expanding the capacity at the stations. Uh, we're also expanding um, the coverage of stations. Uh, originally, what we focused on was making sure that within a certain proximity, I believe it was uh, six miles. That we had stations nearby so that in case there was that one of the stations went offline, there was some redundancy. Um, so, meaning if you, know, if you lived here in the Sacramento area, you should be able to uh, find a couple more other stations nearby you. But again, uh, moving forward, we're we're expanding um, uh, the number of stations throughout California, expanding it to connect their areas. So, Central Valley, for instance, uh, building more stations uh, along the, the, uh, the freeways so that way you can make that trip from Northern to Southern California. Um, and as, as far as communicating, so we have, um, we actually just launched one of our campaigns, Accelerate H2, which really focuses on um, getting the word out there, getting um, uh, the information out there to to general public about uh, hydrogen and cell technology. Um, of course, you know the fissile partnership. We focus on a lot of the technical uh, sides of things. We have our technical programs, which focuses on codes and standards and hydrogen production. Um, but again, uh, trying to get the word out there through this accelerate h2 uh campaign to let folks know that so this this technology works for the everyday person uh it's great and um it's it's a really fun car to drive it's uh you know, it's really exciting times for for this technology
2: the new toyota the mirai is is all new i believe this year and it's a good looking car you don't look like uh you know a lot of these <laughs> green cars are a little different and that mirai looks really nice yeah, it does. It's a
1: sweet looking car. I really like the, the new look on the new Mirai. Um, and, and agreed, I know when, when, for instance, when I drove that Fiat 500E, I personally really liked it. I, I had a, uh, it was an orange colored uh, uh, Fiat 500E, but some of my friends, <laughs> they did make fun of me for driving the car. But uh, the Mirai, I mean, that is a sweet looking car. Um, the Nexo, also, uh, the, the colors that come with that Nexo, very sweet looking. Um, car uh, with, with the different color um, that comes with, with all those cars. And I've, I've always been a fan of the Clarity, personally, myself. Um, the, they have a couple of generations of the, the Clarity. Uh, personally, myself, again, um, uh, the, the color that comes with it, as well as the um, just the overall look of the body, um, I've, 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 I've been impressed. I
0: understand you're... Uh, Chris White is now on her second Clarity. So that's, that's... I was talking to her the other day, and when she introduced me to you um virtually i guess um it was nice to see that she's she's kept up with that and I, it was a quite a like a feather in her cap that she was the first person in california i think to, to lease one something like that
1: mm. yes yeah, so, yeah definitely it, yeah she's she's on her second lease as, as well as we have other staff members um, who are also um uh, re- who have renewed their their leases with, with Honda. um as, as well as i think we also have a, um two staff who've renewed their lease with, with uh, their Marais. Um And the you know, majority of the automakers, they do have incentives to, uh, the incentive programs to either renew your lease or to uh, purchase uh, new vehicles if you're a previous uh, lessee or, or owner.
0: Gotcha. Uh, is there some way, Ben, I'm, I'm confused uh, or can't quite figure it out, so you, you get, uh, you buy or lease uh, one of the three cars and, Originally, I mean, uh, first thought was they're pretty expensive, and then you start getting the federal rebate and the state rebate, and then you get, as you mentioned, you get a fifteen thousand dollar amount of hydrogen that, uh, in theory, would last three years. How how do you? What kind of equation can you use to tell the general public? Okay, it looks like it's fifteen grand, but it's fifteen thousand dollars of hydrogen, and hydrogen. Uh, unlike gasoline, is not sold by uh, gallon; it's sold by liter. And is there a simple equation to figure out exactly what you're getting when you spend, um, let's say, ten thousand dollars more on a hydrogen car? You're going to recoup some of that. But what is a good way to figure this all out? That that it, it's a good thing. Yeah. So,
1: you know, a hydrogen fuel vehicle, you're going to get twice the the uh, distance on one kilogram of hydrogen. One kilogram of hydrogen is equivalent to one gallon of gasoline, essentially. So, meaning, for instance, you know, in, in a vehicle, a gasoline vehicle, you might have a 12 gallon tank. In a fuel cell vehicle, you're going to have a six kilogram tank, for instance, right? And so, um, again, you're going to get twice that distance. Um, and so, it's going to be uh, half as expensive to fill up a, a fuel cell vehicle. Um, and so, that, that's one of the big uh, perks of driving a fuel cell vehicle. Aside from you know, the the environmental benefits that you get out of it, um, and the uh, extremely quiet um, uh, uh, motor that um, comes with a fuel cell electric vehicle, um, and of course, you know the the power that comes with a fuel cell electric vehicle, that instant torque that you get once you step on the accelerator.
2: How do you equate uh, the hydrogen fuel cell cars to the electric cars then? The cost the cost as, um, cost per mile for putting whatever kind of juice they take one takes electric one takes hydrogen if to go 10,000 miles what do you what do you spend more in the hydrogen or or plugging it in with electricity so the
1: um yeah i I myself haven't done or haven't looked at the uh the um exact numbers or cost comparison between a battery electric vehicle and a cost electric vehicle um my understanding is that it is a little cheaper to to uh, operate a fill, a battery electric vehicle, um, at least in, in the short term. As as we move forward, and you know, especially with with additional incentives, um, and um, with demand as as demand picks up, the cost of of uh, electric vehicle as well as the cost of hydrogen is going to come down, and will be in cost compared uh, parity with uh, gasoline or even cheaper. And so uh, that, that's when you'll see um, fossil electric vehicles really um, being a, a much cheaper, I guess, in, in, um, in comparison to battery electric vehicles. The um, California Resources Board recently put out a report that shows essentially this exact thing, that as, as we start seeing more demand for pistol electric vehicles, uh, the cost is really going to be uh, a huge benefit.
2: Okay, um, I'm noticing some acronyms I'm not understanding that you're using, what's a full electric car called and then your hydrogen cars? It sounds like you're, what are you calling them?
1: Oh yeah, so a a uh, battery electric vehicle. Oh, battery Austin. electric, okay,
2: mm-hmm. go ahead. And was... then just electric vehicle.
1: Yeah. And so that, those are typically the two vehicles that we see um, people compare. Um, and so you'll see BEV, BEV, um, And then fuel cell
0: electric vehicle, SCEV. Yes.
2: Okay. Thank you. Uh,
0: The other things Mm -hmm. that come to mind, Ben, when I had the the, uh, clarity a while back, and that is the number of friends who said, how could you ever drive a hydrogen car? It's going to blow up like, you know, a uh, a hot air balloon and Hindenburg. And I got a lot of those, you know, bad jokes. And uh, I'm sure that part of the education or the winning over of the public, if you will, is to as the Honda engineer told me that they're very safe vehicles and like every other vehicle is if you get in an accident and maybe hydrogen is more explosive, but you know, a head-on accident in almost any car, unless you're driving a, you know, a tow truck is, is going to be dangerous. So is part of your, um, program to educate the public about the safety or lack of safety? Um, with hydrogen. And, you know, most of the public just knows, I think, I'm assuming that most public knows it from, from, um,
1: you know, the, the, the balloons that blow up. <laughs> hey, Jim. Yeah. We, 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 often get these, uh, questions around the Hindenburg and, and, and there's often a lot of questions around safety of, of hydrogen technology. And first let me assure you that this technology is extremely safe. Um, and so we do a lot of, of education around, um, how safe these vehicles are. I, I I remember one time we went to uh, an event, and uh, I was working with a pilot, and he talked about some of the um, the uh, uh, he had a he had a hydrogen tank on board a helicopter that they were flying, and the, for whatever reason the helicopter crashed, and everything was in pieces with the exception of the hydrogen tank. So again, these these tanks are uh, and this technology is extremely safe. Um, it's a uh, carbon fiber wrapped. it's you know we do extensive testing on the tanks themselves um, there's pressure relief valve devices that are on the uh, hydrogen tanks to ensure that if there's any punctures in the tanks that uh, it's it's safely that the hydrogen is safely released it's again extremely safe technology
2: thank you yeah i guess you know gasoline sits on the ground and pools and that's a problem uh, hydrogen goes dissipates up right so i guess you could argue that's better
1: that's correct. That, that's right. And so, yeah, gasoline—you have to essentially put it out; otherwise, it'll continue burning. Where hydrogen, you know, once the once the hydrogen burns out, then it essentially stops burning. Sure. And that's it's, essentially that's what we call our emergency responders. Is that if you do see a um, you know a vehicle, um, yeah, just, you just just let the hydrogen burn out, and then the, the hydrogen has contained it will will stay contained in the tank.
2: Do you know what the maintenance is on these uh, vehicles? How long does like the you know there's all there's a whole host of of electrical systems as well as the uh, the actual fuel cell are, are they holding up are they lasting I don't know hundred thousand miles or do you know
1: you know I, I don't not with the not with the retail vehicles um, you know with, with the test uh, with the test vehicles or the prototype vehicles that um, that uh, we had worked with i would say again you know when I first started working with this partnership 10 15 years ago the vehicles were running uh, much longer than what was anticipated, meaning past 100,000 miles. But uh, again, with the so, I'm, I'm assuming that that would transfer to these retail vehicles or the commercial vehicles. Um, uh, but again, I, I don't know the details of, of maintenance or uh, or their, uh, their 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 lifespans
0: for the field cells at the moment.
2: Very good, thank you,
0: Ben. Uh, one of the things I had experienced when I'm recalling some of my trip is that. The One of the engineers from Honda, a very nice guy, um, obviously was a proponent of the Clarity. Uh, he sent me a very detailed map and pointed me to a URL that I could make my own map if I chose to about where the fuel stations were. And, and it reminded me a little bit, going to sound funny, like a scavenger hunt almost. I was going to drive to Los Angeles and I was going to stop at Harris Ranch and then I was... Going to be in Santa Barbara, and then I was going to go over to the Monterey Peninsula, and and here's where I could go, and here's the, if if you were in a super hurry, I would say that maybe it's it's not exactly the most efficient way, but I had some leeway in in the days that I was traveling, and I just had to make sure that I knew where the next stop was and what the time frame was, and even with that, you know, I was kind of a knucklehead, and I ran out of hydrogen. And uh, part of the process was that they came and got me in a flatbed truck and it, everything worked out fine. I guess what I'm saying is that in order to use the hydrogen, you have to do a little bit of homework. You have to plan a trip and you have to know that you're going to go to Harris Ranch if you live in Sacramento. and But you're not going to wait a half an hour for a recharge. You're going to go to the hydrogen station and you're going to put the hydrogen in and it takes about three minutes. So to me, that was part of the learning experience, and I, and I thought it was great. Also, because the hydrogen is set off to the, to the left, and chances are you're going to be the only person there. You go in, you put the kind of a wider nozzle on it, you lock it into place, and you hear this whooshing sound, and three minutes later, you're done. So that was a whole new experience for me, and uh, it, with a little bit of a learning curve, I, I thought it was, it was really enjoyable to, to learn how to do that. It was fun. Secondly, the HOV lanes, when I got towards Southern California, um, you know, the first four or five lanes on the right were all jammed and I was in the left lane and I was just going through and kind of feeling a little (laughs) self-important because I was going in the fast lane in my, in my hydrogen car. So there's not really any question there. I was just kind of said, maybe setting a scene for what a person who might be thinking about this, what they might experience. So what are some of those experiences that you've had with with um, your hydrogen vehicle?
1: Yeah, d- b- before I get to that, I just wanted to touch on what you mentioned about the map and and um, without sounding too much like an advertisement. <laughs> yes, it's okay. Um, m- uh, one of the main things I do work on at Partnership is ma- maintaining our, our our map and and making sure that I communicate that to to customers. And so I, I do encourage. You, for folks that are interested in purchasing a vehicle or currently own a vehicle, definitely check out our, our station map, um, which is at cascp.org slash station map. And that map works um, currently with our, you know, our our sauce tool, um, which the sauce tool just shows only the stations that are currently open and, and available for, for customers to use. And with, with the sauce tool, you you can, um, well, first you, you would look at the map and see which stations are near you, which stations are in development, so you can um, help determine if, if for instance, if you're if you're a potential driver, um, you can or a potential customer, you can look at the map and see which stations are going to open near you to to see if that fits your lifestyle. And then once you do, again on the sauce tool, you can shift the the stations around so that way you can see, for instance, you know the, just the stations that you're most uh, 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 likely to use up the, up to the top. So for me, for instance, you know I, I drive uh, our company uh, Marai, and so I have the Sacramento stations up, at the top, and um, so as I'm driving around, I I typically, um, yeah, I, I use those, I use sauce I check it almost on the, um, almost religiously to make sure that the stations are, are that they have the amount of hydrogen that I'm expecting before I show up. And there are some stations like the UC Irvine station, which um, also fills up buses sometimes. And so you wanna make sure that if I'm, if I'm ever in the area, check it to make sure that it still has a good amount of hydrogen before I go up to fill. Up. Um, I do, I do want to note that majority, all the stations are, that we do have on our map are light-duty vehicle stations, meaning they're therefore um, um, your Mirai and Nexos, and your Honda Clarity. We also have on our map uh, the heavy-duty stations, so uh, you know our crux and our buses. Uh, if you're if you're if you're driving one of the three vehicles, don't try to attempt to fill up at those heavy-duty stations. Um, there's a there's possibility to to fill up there, but um, uh, don't, don't attempt, they're, they're not designed for uh, for light-duty vehicles. I see. And so some, some experiences.
2: Are the uh, manufacturers putting this uh, software into their navigation screens, you know, like Tesla does to for their charging stations? Is this the manufacturers doing this, or do they have to have a mobile app and they're checking their phone for what you're describing? And So we do send uh, the soft data to... Uh, the infotainment
1: system, so their dashboards, as well as their um, the, their own applications. So Toyota, they have the Intune app, Honda has the Honda Link app, for instance, and um, that goes directly to the dashboard. You can see which stations are, are close to you and um, in sort of that way as well. Um, as well as we have other um, applications out there that also receive the data from our um, SOS tool, and they get that pretty much in real-time as well. And so you can you can either use the the application on your phone or access directly on your dashboard.
2: Okay, that's
0: handy. That's great. Good question, Bruce. Um, ben, the other thing I was curious to know about is that um, with the hybrid world, when the uh, Prius first came out in 2000, and now we're you know 21 years later, um, I've referenced this before that you know it's only maybe three percent of the marketplace still and while you see a lot of honda priuses around and and some and now other hybrid cars uh i don't know if they if the hybrid industry considers three percent or four percent a success and you're not in the advocacy business per se but you do work for that industry and uh how do you how would you determine what success is for hydrogen vehicles what what um what do you see on the horizon? Is it going to expand outside of California? And, and um, where, where is the industry in terms of its success or, pardon me for saying it, its failure?
1: Yeah, so currently we have a little over 9,000 vehicles in the U.S., uh, 9,000 fuel cell electric vehicles, with, again, with 45 hiring stations here in California and uh, you know, 48 buses that are operating um, throughout California and so, uh, this technology is not being used for just light-duty vehicles, but all technologies. And so, that's that's um, I think that's one of the huge benefits of this technology is that um, it can be applied to many different applications, whether it's stationary fuel cells or uh, to uh, um, in the automotive world. Um, and all those advances in both are going to really uh, push each other to 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 uh, improve. Not only that, but, um, you know, all the advances that we're making in battery electric vehicles, and when I say we, um, uh, I mean the automakers that are members of the physical partnership. So as any advances that are made in the battery electric technology, it also improves the technology in the field cell side and vice versa. Um, And so as we move forward, you know, the field of partnership, we're we're expanding um, our scope outside of California. We're looking to um, start working with the, the, uh, northeast, and as well as um, other states, to make sure that uh, that policy is put in place, as well as um, um, that there's demand for the technology throughout uh, the U.S. And um, not only that, but globally, we're seeing a huge um, push for for hydrogen technology. Japan, China, as well as uh, Europe, are, are uh, that there's big pushes uh, to uh, get hydrogen technology moving forward. Um, as you're probably aware. <laughs> Um, for the uh, Olympics coming up, um, the the flame is planning to be um, a hydrogen flame, so we're, we're excited for that. And um,
2: who would have known? Who would have known? Yeah, that's great. <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah. Um, no, you. I think I heard you said northeast. Did you mean northwest by by Oregon and Washington, or did, did I miss, just mishear you when you said the expansion?
1: So we we are focusing on northwest, but also the northeast as well. Oh, okay. And so great. Uh, there's um I believe that uh, sorry, I can't recall the stations up at the moment, but there are stations that are being put um, in place in, in the northeast. And so we um, uh, we'll be oh, I, I personally will be assisting with, with, with that as well and pushing that uh, forward. great. Um, hey, as, as far as the field supporters will be north northwest. Great.
0: Hey Ben, this is a perfect time to uh to let you go about the rest of your day and, and um uh, thank you for as, answering our questions and giving us some more knowledge about hydrogen, um, I Bruce doesn't know this yet, but and maybe he may shake his head, maybe he'll say in agreement. But one of the three companies hopefully will will provide us with a vehicle to go to the LA Auto Show in November and back. Um, the three three guys are going to go down there for our for our jobs, but I think it would be a good experiment again. Mirai. The Marai, uh, if there's three of us, I think it would fit three of us, um, you know, adult size guys or or maybe the maybe the Hyundai. We'll see. But I'm going to look into it between now and November, and I hope it. I'd like to have these my yeah, other friends ex- have my friends experience what what it's all about. So thank you for being available, uh, Ben Zong, who works with the California Fuel Ship Partnership in in West Sacramento. We didn't ask you about wrestling. Maybe that'll be another time. I I did read about you being a wrestling coach, and that's great. I used to cover wrestling as a sports writer, and I've always enjoyed that sport. I think it's still unheralded, but. what a a talent some of those people have but uh, anyway ben to get back to the point thank you for for being our guest today we really appreciate your expertise and and knowledge about the um, hydrogen fuel industry so thanks again thank you for having me okay cheers bye-bye now